Hello and welcome to our podcast. We are your hosts today, Sydney Day, Schrody Schrodinger, aka Aaron Smith. This one is called the Enneagram Non-Experts. Yes. We would love to say a quick thank you to our sponsors today. Our zero sponsors that we have. We have zero sponsors. This is a thank you in advance for all of you who will be signing up to sponsor us after today. Send a check. Lots of money. Venmo. We accept anything. Cash app. Anyway, um, moving past that. Okie dokie. Artichokey. Yeah, so (laughs) today's episode. Yeah. What are we doing? This is actually actually a big one not because i'm bragging so give me a break but because this is the last episode in our wing series i know what are we gonna that's it we're done with the podcast like what else are we gonna say that they're gonna believe you i'm just kidding i'm kidding it's a joke (laughs) yeah so if you've made it this far thank you if this is the first time you're listening to this wing series we have eight other episodes for you to listen to after this one so that's fabulous um, what is the Wing series, Erin? I don't know. I, this is my first time here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So the Wings are the two numbers adjacent to your main um, type, and they kind of help explain um, your type a little bit deeper instead of just generalizing, you know, that you're a one or that you're mm-hmm. a two, because we're all more complicated than that. Yeah. Yeah. We are complex beings. Mm-hmm. We have wings. We, we do. We and we fly. eat wings. That's very true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Whoa. I, I literally, I never thought of it like Take that. Take that for complex. <laughs> Quote of the day. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about, drum roll please, Sydney. <laughs> Type <laughs> two. Again, oh, we're actually doing a 10 part series on type two. Shut your mouth. There's you know what though? What? I think that the type twos in the world would be so happy with that that we'd actually get more more listeners if we did that. I, I 100% agree with myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We talked about the type two last time, so we're talking about type one. Yeah, baby. And that's me. Who? Me. Who? Do I really have to repeat this again? One more. The best in the Northwest, baby, it is Sydney Day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about the type one, the reformer, the perfectionist. Yes. And a little, we'll do an overview on the type one as a whole before we get into the wings. Their core fear is to be a bad person, to be wrong mm. or imperfect. Is it hard when you're always wrong? Well, actually, you know what? Yeah. That was really triggering because it is really hard. You know why? Because the core desire is to be correct and to be good and to have integrity. Um, yeah. So five. So tell us about yourself. I mean, one. <laughs> this is a mess. How can the type one episode be the sloppiest of them all? It's because our last one. Yeah. Oh the gosh. yeah. So okay. The type one, mm-hmm. through this desire to be a good person and be correct, they can end up being really organized people. They can be very purposeful and intentional. They can be wise, intuitive, very focused on mm-hmm. self-growth. They have like that, you know, be better mindset. And mm-hmm. so they're always trying to grow. Um, on their shadow side, they can have extremely high standards for themselves and others. They can have like black and white thinking. So things are 
either good or bad and there's like no gray area, mm-hmm. um, they can kind of fall into this moral high ground where they think that they <laughs> are morally just righteous and other people are all wrong. That's that black and white thinking, I'm good, you're bad. Um, if you don't agree with me, they can be perfectionistic and highly critical and become really impatient and inflexible in their beliefs and values. So let's get back to the good. Let's get back <laughs> to the good. No, but that was good. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good summary of the type one. Yeah, I think... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, well, I also think that whole, like, you know, wanting to be good and being a perfectionist, I think sometimes can... Because the type ones care about people as well, and so I think they also want other people to be good, and so I Mm -hmm. think it can come also as, you know, not just an inner critic, Mm -hmm. but, like, a critic to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's where, like, it's almost like a... This they just have this high standards of the world, yeah. And it, because they're holding themselves to this high standard, it's like almost unfair for other people not to be held to the same standard. Yeah. And I think that's the trap ones can get into thinking is like, well, because I am trying so hard to be yeah. perfect. Like, if you're not, you're bad. And that's that whole black and white thinking. Like, you're bad if you're not perfect. Versus, I'm good because I'm trying my best to be perfect. So yeah, but I also think it can be like. You know, I can definitely understand the ones in the sense that, like, I'm almost, like, jealous of people who aren't trying to be perfectionists or aren't trying to, like, mm. they have this sense of, like, like, it, ha- it is what it is type of thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I get, like, that frustration yeah. sometimes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I also want to say, like, the ones have this really loud inner critic. It's something that they're known for. And so I keep saying like ones think they're good and everyone else is bad. But the truth of it is ones are really hard on themselves because Mm -hmm. they want to be good and they want to be perfect, but that's just impossible. Nobody's perfect. And so they actually have this really loud inner critic that's always telling them like, you're actually bad. And here's all the reasons why. Here's everything you're doing wrong all the time and all the ways you can be better. And so that's another kind of flaw of the one is like this idea that perfection is real and can be reached. And if I don't reach it, it means I'm something's wrong with me and I'm, I suck essentially, which Mm -hmm. y'all be nicer to yourselves. Yeah. Well, I also think healthy ones, like they're, I don't know, the healthy ones that I know, you included, uh, like they're great people to go to because of their intuition and their like sense of what, like you're very wise. Like I think of ones as like an owl. I don't know. I like that. Yeah, I think healthy ones have really good discernment and Mm -hmm. they have gotten away from that trap of the black and white thinking and away from that trap of like this wrong or right and moral high ground and they can get to a place where they're aware of kind of this idea of how to be better and how to grow and how to be a good person and so they can help motivate and inspire others um, without being judgmental towards others. And that's that balance of like, hey, I can give you input and help you without judging you and critiquing yeah. you. Yeah, well, I think healthy ones can take accountability for when they make mm. a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think ones tend to, you know, be like, I'm right, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. But healthier ones are like, okay, I get, you know, why I, things aren't, you know, black and white, like yeah. you were saying. Totally. Cool. Well, yeah. shall we get into the wings? Yes. All right. All right, which wing are we starting with? It's your episode. Yeah, you know, let's start with the one, one wing two. One wing two. Yeah, well, you know, we got two fresh on our mind. We just talked about it last week. Yeah. So, one wing twos. 
well. I would describe them as very helpful um, and empathetic. I also feel like, you know, their main purpose is to be good, but they also have that too desire to help people. So they use their good for good. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. I think they're like one wing twos are way more likely to be extroverted and get mm-hmm. way more involved in like community service. Yeah. A lot more vocal. Yeah. And they might be like, exactly. They might be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, philanthropist. Yeah. That's a better word even than what I was looking oh. for. So thank you. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. They're going to be like social justice warriors, right? Like mm-hmm. going to try to really make a difference in the world, going out, reaching out to communities, reaching yeah. out, like being very involved in the world and how to make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah. And again, like in the relationships, they might be more focused on relationship, but the shadow side again of that is that I think they can maybe be more critical of people in their lives because Mm -hmm. they're outwardly focused. So they might be more likely to like critique you and tell you exactly what you're doing wrong and exactly Mm -hmm. how you can be better. And they might complain outwardly a lot more about injustices and yeah, you know, you're not doing enough and you're not helping enough and yada, yada kind of things. Yeah. But I also feel like in the light, like one of the things I love about ones is like their sense of, you know, in in doing what's right. And mm-hmm. having integrity. And I feel like that's a a, de- a quality that I look for in other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. I also think the one wing two is going to be a little better at just people skills in general. Like mm-hmm. the, so the type one in general can be known to stuff down their own hard feelings like anger or frustration or hurt or pain because they want this, per- this idea of them being perfect and they, yeah. they're task people. They're not emotion people. Like, I'm and, fine. Everything's fine. Right. When really they're being torn up inside. And I think the one wing two can get in touch with that a little more, that side of themselves. And because of that, they can be more sympathetic friend and be a little more caring with people around them before going into that judgment versus I think the one wing nine can be a little more cold mm-hmm. and reserved. Uh, yeah, they're just, they're agents for change. I really think they're agents for change. That's a great agents for change. Yeah. And by the way, people listening, I'm not a one wing two. <laughs> I'm very much we'll, the other we'll type. We'll get to what you are. <laughs> very much the other type I'm talking shit about. <laughs> like, wow, one wing twos are great. They're <laughs> Anyway, but that being said, we all fluctuate between our wings yeah. all the time. You're not always one or the other, but yeah, um, I think some characters... There's a lot of characters that we thought of that are one wing twos, first of all. Like a lot. Mm -hmm. I think that television and movies like to center on a character that has this inner conflict of what's right and wrong. Anyway, but we tried to think of ones that are the most representative of like real life examples and not these caricatures. And first one is Hermione Granger. Hermione. 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 (laughs) <laughs> I was trying to think of what how the other parts come in. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Leviosa, not Leviosa. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a great example of, you know, correcting people and trying because yeah. she's really good at doing it, but yep. she almost like looks down upon other people who aren't doing it correctly. Yeah. And that's the ones like this is their hypercritical nature is like the tiniest things that don't even really matter, they're going to be like, no, you're doing that wrong. Like, it's not Leviosa, it's Leviosa. 
And so she starts off the series, I think, as a more unhealthy one. Yeah. One wing nine or one wing two. And she's just like correcting others and she's kind of on her high horse, like, yeah. I'm Hermione Granger. I'm like, I'm yeah. better than you. She kind of. But after the, I think, the troll scene, you know, where she realizes she has these friends, mm-hmm. I feel like she's a lot, like, she. This is one where I actually was rewatching the movies recently where I could t- almost tell the conflict in her head of like, because she's the type of person that will do what's good. And mm-hmm. so when they did come to save her, I feel like old her would be like, not like she lied to the teachers and yeah she said that they saved her and like yeah it was after the fact i think or? well and yeah so it is yeah. growth for her because at the beginning remember when she's like you're gonna get us killed or, or worse, worse expelled <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah and then as you watch her grow in the series mm-hmm. she really like sacrifices herself for other people and for the greater good. Yeah. And that's the really big one thing is it's not just about people. That's what a two mm-hmm. would do. But the one wing two is like, I'm willing to do the hard thing if it's going to improve the world yeah, and change everything for the better. And so, of course, in this world, it was getting rid of Voldemort. And yeah. she was like always... Don't say his name. Oh, I'm sorry. He who shall not be named. She was always not- willing to do that. Not me. Not Hermione. Yay. No, Ron, you can't. What is it? He's going to sacrifice himself. No, there must be another way. Harry, you want to stop Snape from getting that stone and not? And see. <laughs> and then he goes, I think it's not me. Not, not Hermione. Hermione you. you. And then it's seen. Okay, good yeah. job. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so good. That's the only reason why I watched that one. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so I think in the end, like, you know, this One Wing 2 can become like a martyr character. She's mm. willing to sacrifice <laughs> sacrifice herself. She's going to sacrifice herself. <laughs> um, but sacrifice kind of herself. And like you said, like even some of the rules, she'll bend a little if it means it's for the greater good. Yeah, which it's for what's actually you know, ultimately good. Like ones, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the other character we got here is Miss Leslie Nope. Leslie Nope. Yeah. Leslie. Chris Tranger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And Leslie, again, like she is really, she's like really a good balance of the one and the two. Mm-hmm. All about helping the community. Yeah. But she really cares about what's right. Like mm-hmm. she's always fighting and about like, you know, nobody cares about Parks and Rec and she's doing yeah. all these things to make people know why it's important and she's always going to fight for her people that work mm-hmm. for her. And um, when it's less about the people pleasing, which is why she's not a two and yeah. more about the work that she's doing. Yeah. Because she'll do anything, stand up to whoever, you know, That's for Pawnee. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like even when she was running for, was it mayor or whatever, running for council, whatever, some sort yeah, of I think council. It was council. Um, and she didn't want to play a dirty game. Yeah. Like, even though the other side was trying to play a dirty game, and I think she ended up doing it after being influenced too, but she really didn't want to. Like, she's like, that's not how it should be. Like, we need to play a clean game and win because yeah. we're doing the right thing not win because we yeah played well i think it was ben game. who wanted it and uh, like made that commercial yeah but yeah. anyway yeah so she's a one wing two very uh woman of the people yes that's a leader of people. people that's right a leader service yeah yeah all right let's get all into right. it one let's get wing into nine. nine 
That's me, baby. <laughs> Sometimes, though, I do. I will say I fluctuate, but yeah. Um, one wing nine, I think sometimes I almost want to say they can appear, and maybe this is my own um, bias, but mm-hmm. I think they can appear less one-ish to the outside world because they're not as in your face about it. They're not as outwardly kind of like making these positive changes and maybe perfecting other people, but they're more inwardly focused Um on kind of reforming themselves and making sure that they are perfect in their own eyes Mm -hmm. and can kind of be the perfect example to other people. But um, they still have that nine need for keeping the peace and keeping things cool. So I think they have more of a struggle with um, outwardly expressing their critiques and like their um, inner thoughts because they still have that value of like, well, I don't really want to shake up the piece and I don't really want to disrupt, um, what's good, what's going on here. And so it's this conflict internally of like, well, I want things to be better and I want things to improve, but I also want things to, you know, feel good and even and, um, yada, yada. And I know myself, this is one reason I really think I'm a one wing nine is Mm -hmm. I have that conflict avoidance that the nine has. Mm -hmm. And it's really, not in my personal relationships, but like people I don't know as well. I really hate conflict. I, and, but my one is stronger than my nine. So I'm going to stand up for what I think and what I believe and what I think is right. But it's, it like hurts. It's like, oh my God, I hate that we're fighting right now. I hate that we disagree. I hate that I have to like stand up to you. But there's that one part is in saying I have to, I have to do it because it's what's right, but it hurts. And that's the no, nine. No, I, I agree. I think I, I can understand the conflict yeah. in, in a lot of one wing nines. I also feel like they're, um, because the twos are more, you know, the relationship type, I think one wing nines are a lot more introverted mm-hmm. um, and can sometimes be seen more as, um, I wouldn't say the word cold, but you know, like, yeah. Like things need to be perfect and they're kind of in their like good bubble. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like Glenda, the good witch. Yeah. <laughs> She's a one wing nine. I feel like how I view the one wing nine versus the one wing two is the one wing nine is almost like watching from the sidelines, but mm-hmm. judging quietly everybody. Like they're yes. in their own like kind of high tower. Yeah. That's and again, good. they still have that. They still have that feeling of like moral high ground of like, maybe I just know what's best more than everyone else, but they're judging internally. So they're just watching and inside you're like, what the hell is this person thinking? They're such an idiot. They're going to ruin everything, but yeah. you're not going to actually tell that person that versus the one wing two is a lot more like, Hey, have you ever thought about doing it this way or that way or whatever? Yeah. The one wing nine is just kind of like, I'm just going to silently judge you, but then I'll be really nice to you to your face to keep the peace. Right. Yeah. Um, that's something else that that's obviously unhealthy. Like you need to figure out a way to voice your opinion and not just like stew. But I think one thing that a healthy one wing nine has is I think they can also be a little more understanding of people's differences, Mm -hmm. um, and accepting of just different opinions, like understanding just because you have a different opinion doesn't mean you're wrong. Cause that's that nine's desire to be a peacekeeper and kind of see everyone's side. I think one wing nines have a little more of that, even though they're still going to stand true in what they think and believe. Mm -hmm. And they might still think that they are ultimately right. 
but they're going to have a little more sway and like, oh, I can see how you think that way or I yeah. understand, you know, instead of I being like, well, no, yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> I think they can seem a l- more like more relaxed than a one wing two. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because of that peacemaker in them. But yeah, no, I agree what you're saying. I also think they um, are just less, I think we've touched on this, but less action oriented as the two. The two's like, I see something that needs to change, I'm going to change it. Yeah. The one nine's like, I see something that needs to change and it's probably going to bother me for a while. But yeah, I they're don't, not as vocal. I don't really feel like doing anything yeah. about it. I'm just going to sit here and be upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, also, again, not always very healthy. I think that's more of the shadow side of the one wing nine is that they can get stuck in like just this cycle of complaining mm-hmm. and like seeing everything that's wrong and being just like frustrated but not actually doing anything. Yeah, about well, I it. think one wing nines can versus you know, one wing twos are very much more vocal. I think one wing nines can come across as passive aggressive. Yeah, and totally. That- yeah. Well, I have an example of that. Huh. The other day, I'm not going to use any names, but you were there. Someone was pestering me to do something I didn't oh, want to yeah. do, but they were being nice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think a one wing two would have just been like, Hey man, like, I just don't want to do it. Like it's, you know, they would find a nice way to say no and yeah. set that boundary. I was so mad like I was so frustrated with this person even though he probably had no idea what he was doing wrong because he was being kind and friendly but also like everyone yeah but he just like kept asking me to do something and I kept saying no but here's the problem and this is the one wing nine in me I never actually said no I never Mm. actually directly said no I was like I didn't know that I was more just like uh, you know, I don't really feel like it or like uh, you know, I'm just kind of relaxing right now or but I never directly said Hey, no, I don't want to do it. And I think that's a fault of the one wing nine is it's like you said, it's, it's passive aggressive. It's saying no without saying no, but then getting upset when people don't hear you. And I was like upset with him. But then as I reflected on it, I was like, you know what? I don't, I actually can't really blame him because I was not clear at all. And then I'm just like stewing on this thing, but you know, I think that's that's a good example though, to understand, you know, the difference between a one wing nine and a one wing two. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, some characters. Characters. Well, first, firstly, we got our queen. Our Elsa. queen of the ice. <laughs> I don't know. What is she called? Um, the ice queen? I don't think she's called that. <laughs> Elsa. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. And now, now they know. It go. You know what that yeah. reminded me of? Huh? Do you remember when we were working at Ladra? Oh my god. And the god. customer came up <laughs> yeah. with the kid in the car and was like, You need to sing this song yeah. with my kids. And it was a frozen, it was, I think it was, Do you want to build a snowman? Mm-hmm. And you know me, I'm just like, Okay. And then you, I think, just walked away. I just like stood there. And then they played, they like, the person turned it all the way up and yeah. like made us sing. Yeah, literally, she has her car in the drive thru and the whole song. Yeah. She, the whole like three minutes. Which minute, I four like song. that song, but place and time. Yeah, we're literally working. Yeah. And she's blasting the song into our and cafe. Our enti- everyone else can hear. Yeah. And I'm like, but I do want to <laughs> say, actually, this is such a good example of a two 
versus a one uh-huh. and also an example of the one wing nine because first of all you were the two and you were just like did it you yeah, just, I just sang did the it. whole thing with her you were like all right and i was it like was a good song i was feeling really i was like annoyed with her but yeah i never let anyone know and that's the one wing nine i was like what the fuck is this lady thinking yeah blasting her music in our drive-thru and i would like kind of make eyes at her but no, I, I couldn't tell when you're upset yeah but i so. then to her face i was like oh <laughs> that was yeah, yeah so good great here's your coffee <laughs> here's your coffee <laughs> get out <laughs> anyway elsa <laughs> that's the only time anyone has asked me to sing <laughs> <laughs> she learned her lesson yeah she did <laughs> i'm like do you want to know the <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> if you just sing really badly, she'll never come back. I should have done that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Elsa, <laughs> she is a one wing nine because first of all, she has this one, I think we mentioned this earlier, is like they kind of keep down, shove down their mm-hmm. emotions for the sake of- Conceal, don't feel. Yeah, but it's for don't the sake know. of the greater good, right? Like yeah. she's trying to protect her sister and protect yeah. the world from herself. Well, and especially in the beginning when she accidentally, you know- hits her sister yeah. with the ice magic. Like, yeah. She's so worried she's going to hurt other people exactly. that she isolates herself. I think that's a really good metaphor for the type one. I really mm-hmm. do because I think that's part of it is ice one's... Ice magic? Yes. <laughs> ice magic. We all have ice magic. Um, little known fact. Just the one. Like, yeah. Actually. But no, it's like this idea that the ones feel like anger or like these certain emotions are bad and so putting them out into the world is going to cause bad in the world. And so it's almost like it is this fear that like I'm bad and I'm going to create a bad situation. So I have to almost like conceal myself. And it's also very related to the one wing nine because the nines do that too. They put themselves away for the sake of, of the peace and keeping Mm -hmm. the peace and keeping things good. And so it's this idea of like, you know what, I need to keep myself in check and only present what is perfect and good about me for the sake of others. Yeah. Um, very noble, but also, again, shadow side of Elsa. She lived a really hard life, and she had no connection with anybody. Yeah. None of her family, none of her friends. Like, she was isolated. Um, isolated. <laughs> okay, that was good, actually. I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I would say that's a good, uh, good summary of Elsa. And felt like she needed to be perfect. Yeah. All right. Okay. We got next, baby. We got Harry Morgan from Dexter. Yeah, Dexter. And he's like, he's honestly perfect because he represents the good or the like almost like conscious. Yeah. And I feel like that's a great like representation of a one. It's like, I feel like they're like my conscious. Yeah. Well, and his, literally his whole thing is a rule book. Like uh-huh. that's his character is he created the code, yeah, which is rules that Dexter needs to follow, which is such, we didn't mention that about the one, but the view, the listeners I've heard before, like yeah. ones are rule followers clearly. And so he's like, these are the rules. This is how you do what you do in a good way. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's his whole character, but I think the nine wing is like, Again, first of all, big thing here is he didn't do these acts himself. He made the rules and then stood mm-hmm. on the sidelines while someone that's else great, did it. Yeah, that's a great comment. Um, which obviously is because Harry Morgan's not a serial killer and his son is, but we're going to ignore that <laughs> Spoiler fact. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Just the first episode of Dexter. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's, you know, creates the rules and then sticks around and just watches them play out. 
and is the corrector. He's the he's correcting Dexter as things go. Here's what you should do. Here's what you shouldn't do. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Morgan. All right. Shout out. Oh. <laughs> This is another spoiler alert. I mean, he's literally already dead in the okay, first episode. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's our that's, one. Do you have anything else to add, Sydney? No, I feel good. I feel satisfied. You feel good? Just remember, first is the worst, second is the best. Great. Third is the one. With the treasure chest. With the treasure chest. Or hairy chest. Yeah, either way. For sorry, <laughs> you don't get anything. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for listening. This is this is the end of our wing series, and wow. so you just wait. You just wait and see what we have next in store for you. Yeah, we have a lot of things coming up. And don't forget, we are on Patreon, aren't we? We are. We also on the socials. We're yeah. on the Instagram. Um, we're not on the YouTube, but nope, we could be. That's too many things, but we have just enough things that you have no excuse not to follow us. So check us out on Instagram at Enneagram Non-Experts. Check us out on Patreon on Enneagram Non-Experts. You can subscribe for a really cheap amount. You don't have to pay a ton of money. So Mm -mm. what's your excuse? Um, There is none is the answer. Yeah, no excuses. Yep. And thank you. Well, just kidding. Thank you. (laughs) And we'll see you next time.